Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping. All right, guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know. I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, Hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers. And I have wrist bracelets. The ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing. Please leave your voicemail and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get. If I don't get any voicemails, it'll continue just to be ask me anything. Either way, I'm hoping that you guys get involved. I want to be more uh, retro. I want to be more active with you guys. Okay. Also, you go to the bio in Spotify And you can support this podcast for a mere $4.99 a month. I think there's three options, $0.99, $4.99, and $9.99. Either one, I really don't care either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the Maniac Society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing, and it is fantastic. It is getting to the point... Um, it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-COVID numbers, and that's exciting. And I have only you to thank. So thank you very much, guys. Once again, go to YouTube, go to Spotify, like and subscribe on both, leave a review on both, hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is off that is offered, and I will also send you a hat 
once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, Michigan maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Report, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Whew. Guys, it is getting close. Getting close. To the beginning of the season we are what less than a month away right camp starts this is truly the best time to be alive uh, as a michigan fan anyways can't say that about michigan state but hey who cares right um so before we get into this obviously guys go to all social media i'm back on twitter back on twitter now that I got kicked off, I just couldn't remember the <laughs> I couldn't remember my my password and then it takes it's really just a pain in the ass to do it. And then I finally figured it out. And I'll be honest, Twitter kind of annoyed me anyways, but you know, you need to do it. I'm on all social media now. I mean, Threads, Twitter, YouTube, uh Facebook, you know, and Instagram. So go to all of them, click them up, follow them. I mean, I'm putting out new memes. I'm refreshing some old ones because some of the old ones just keep on hitting and are very timely or timeless, I guess we should say. So I'm going full speed ahead on this. Uh, You'll probably get at least one episode a week from here on out until the beginning of the season. And then once the season hits, we're with at least two episodes a week and maybe a third, depending on how busy I am at my other job. So... Let's get into this. Um, there's a few things that have been on my mind recently. Uh, one, the uh, Michigan-Ohio State, should the game be moved, should it not be moved? Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't really care when we play Ohio State, uh, I th- but I am a stickler for tradition. I love the fact that we play Ohio State the last game of the season. I don't think it. I don't think it'll ever get uh, boring. I don't think it'll ever lose drama. I don't think it'll ever do anything. Even if we have to play them the week after or two weeks after, to me, playing the team you hate the most or playing your true rival, there's never a lack of drama. There's never a lack of like what could happen or. Will they sit out? Will they not sit out? It's not never. It's you always give your best against the ones you hate the most, right? And that's just how it is. But if, let's just say, for the sake of argument, if you had to move it, I would say first game of the season. Because I view Michigan-Ohio State as, uh, if you had to put in like TV terms, right? Everybody loves the season premiere or the season finale. 
no one gives a crap about the mid the mid season drama, right? So let's start them off with Michigan Ohio State, which I would love. Because, I mean, that'd be fine with me just because Ohio State usually sucks at the beginning of the season. So we hop on them right away, get that out of the way. It's just a jet, a jet blast to the Big Ten title game at that point. Um, I just, I just, you know, I just love, though, I just love the fact that it's at the end. So, yeah, if we had to move it, I'd prefer it to, to be at the beginning. Um but if I had my druthers, and I hope they never do change it, I hope it's at the last. I don't care if we have to play again in the Big Ten title game. More power to it. It's, it's even. It doesn't become less exciting if you play Ohio State in the Big Ten title game after you play them in the the last game of the season. Because I mean, it all just depends on what happened in that game before the Big Ten title game. There are going to be storylines. There's always going to be Ryan Day shooting his mouth off about how it should be in a neutral field or in a dome or something stupid. The weather will come up. Something something will happen. It's just that, that's how it is with these two teams. Um, uh, some of the roster changes don't really surprise me. Now, moving on, it was pretty seamless. <laughs> but... Uh, some of the roster changes really don't surprise me. I mean, Marianne Walker, we kind of figured, was just going to stay at DB. They made such a big fuss about him as DB. It'd be weird to see him go back to to go back to wide receiver, especially. Um, it would be, I guess, it would be seen more as a failed experiment if he was back at wide receiver. You know, uh, also with the transfer. Uh, pickup of uh, Chesson, uh, Chesson's little brother, I think kind of solidified that Amarion Walker was going to stay DB. Uh, Hillel Mullings being running back only doesn't surprise me. I would assume that is the Ernest Houseman effect. Uh, let's face it, Ernest Houseman is probably going to be a shooting star this year. I really do believe he is... Uh, He's got the, he's got huge potential for a second year guy to make some massive noise. So with that, I don't see why Khalil Mullings would even try. He was middling as a linebacker, anyways, and he seems to have he seems to be that downhill runner that we all seem to love and enjoy at Michigan. If he can just not fumble the fucking ball, hey, maybe we'll be okay. You know, so I, I like the the change. Um, you know what's weird is speaking. Um, Changing the subject once again, I guess. Uh, I wasn't really sure how I felt about USC and UCLA coming over. I mean, I guess the writing has been on the wall of eliminating these weaker conferences and uh, creating, I would assume, in the next five years, we'll probably only have two mega conferences, would be my guess. And the NCAA will be completely useless and won't even be a thing anymore, um, would be my guess. Uh, but what surprised me is I never thought, I guess if I really gave it more thought, I guess I would have come to this conclusion, but, uh, I never thought the Pac-12 would be the, the conference that is disappearing and the Big 12 would be the one that is gaining steam, right? Um, just because, you know, you have the UCLA's, the USC's, Oregon, you have teams that are consistently in the top 10 of of the rankings every year. So you would think that that conference with just those teams there 
would have solidified it. But I guess now when you see USC leave, Oregon now leaving, Washington now leaving, Arizona State, Arizona State is even leaving to go to the Big 12. How crazy is that? And then Colorado, I guess, is just going to end up back in the Big 12 where they belong the whole time. It's crazy. I just, I guess it kind of makes sense because Pac-12 conference was the one conference out of all of the Power Five that handled COVID the worst. If you want to look at it as in terms of getting out there and playing games. So, I mean, I thought the Big Ten handled it pretty poorly too, but the Pac-12 by far and away handled it the worst. Uh, so I guess it doesn't really surprise me. Um, I just think it's, it's going to be tough, man, in the Big Ten, having UCLA, USC, Oregon. I mean, the travel is going to be – you know what? I guess this is just another sign that college football is slowly, surely becoming a professional sport. It really is. I mean, NIL, obviously, right? But uh, don't be shocked if sooner than later – these kids don't have to go to school anymore. Like, if you are an athlete, and if you hit, if you are a starting athlete for said college, whatever, and don't be shocked if the SEC comes up with this first. If you are a projected starter on whatever team, you don't need to to go to school, or maybe you can even change your your major to sports being your major, so this way you can focus 100% on just that sport. Don't be shocked if that happens, because this is the travel schedules now. I mean, Michigan going all the way out to L.A. or Washington or Oregon to play a game, and them, like, you know, coming over, that's going to play, that's going to play hell with their schooling. So... Let's face it, the almighty dollar speaks. Education doesn't. They don't give a crap about it at this point. So don't be shocked if they if they somehow, some way make sports or football a major and then you can just make that your major and that's your class. You know, something like that. Don't be – I mean, I don't know if that's exactly it or if they can even do that, but let's not be shocked if we see this. This, they, this is becoming the minor leagues of the NFL, so they need to probably be uh, – Treated as such would be the I would assume the argument would be, uh, but it just kind of shocks me that the that the Pac twelve would be the one that I just I don't know why I keep saying shock because every time I think about it, it doesn't shock me. I mean your linchpins USC Oregon Washington um, are all moving, <laughs> so yeah the Pac twelve. I just figured the Pac twelve would be able to keep those teams and be able to attract others from the Big 12. I thought for sure the Big 12 would be the one that would disappear. You know, but because the Big 10 is so close to most of the states in the Big 12 that you could just suck those teams up and not really have to worry about a travel schedule, but like I just said, I I think this in the next 5 years we're going to we're just only going to think of college football as a as the minor league version of the NFL, so these kids are just going to be pro athletes anyways. They're not going to go to school, so what does it matter about travel anyway? So, moving on. Um, before I, well, I want to close on the five annoying coaches, or I think will be the five annoying coaches this year in, in, the, big, in the Big Ten. But I'm going to just talk about some of the games that kind of make me nervous. And I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. This None of you will be surprised by any of this. 
But I've been thinking about it. I laid out before in one of the episodes, I think that there's six, no, five away games, five away games that make me nervous. And then the sixth one is a home game against uh, Ohio. So that one always makes me nervous, more excited than anything now in the, over the last two years. But still, I've been thinking about it more. I don't think there's that many that will ultimately we will be nervous going into. I think the Nebraska game has eliminated itself as a game that will make us nervous solely based off of they haven't recruited well over the last few years. They have a decent – they have some decent talent. Matt Rule isn't Jesus, so he's not going to be able to elevate that talent to – from if they're at five, he's not going to get them to a nine. Um, also, with that, I just – that should – I think that will be the first game back for Jim Harbaugh from the, from the suspension if that stands – so Michigan's going to want to prove a point. Uh, I'm excited to watch that game solely based off of the halftime or the third, what is it, the fourth quarter maybe when they do their whole Thunderstruck because that, that if it's a night game and they're doing Thunderstruck, that is truly cool. I mean, I don't like Nebraska. I grew up in Colorado, and you all know I hate Nebraska. I wish they would turn into the Indiana of the Big Ten. I am fine if Nebraska is never good again. Never. I'm fine with that. But I have to give him credit. That Thunderstruck thing is super cool. <laughs> it really is. It's it's actually pretty neat. So I don't think that's a game we'll worry about. Um, Minnesota, they lost too many people to be dangerous, in my opinion. Now, obviously, I can be dead wrong on this. It all depends on Michigan's mindset. And I think Michigan's mindset has truly changed. But being an old-school Michigan fan, that's the one thing that always worries me is Michigan's mindset going into a season because when you get all the hype that Michigan has gotten, they tend to fall on their face. And may I remind you of the last two playoff games we played in, uh, well, especially the last season, everybody and their mother thought we were going to beat up on TCU, me included, um, and they got all the hype, all the praise, and they fell right on their fucking face. So... Granted, I'm not a fan of the one month off, then play a playoff game. I think that's stupid. Uh, it's just a complete and utter waste. But, um, I mean, to be honest, I know that I'm going off on a little tangent here, but I truly believe that the first round playoff game, because of that month off, is the hardest game out of the playoffs. The national title isn't as hard as that game because you give any any college football team a chance a month and it just to pick over everything and if their coaching staff's worth a shit you're going to have a much harder team to play than that than what they were coming into the playoffs i think that month off really makes the first round the hardest round in the playoffs um anyways getting back to what i was saying um so, yeah, I worry about that with Michigan, their mindset. But I, I just – I really want to believe we're a different we're a different team than what we have shown old, uh, old Michigan to be. You know what I mean? The ones that I still am worried about, though, Michigan State, not because I think they're talented. I think they're garbage. And like I said, if we never play Michigan State again, it's never going to hurt my feelings. Uh, to be honest, I saw something on Twitter where it said – um, Michigan, Ohio State is the most overrated um, uh, rivalry game 
uh, out there. Uh, he also made the, said the Iron Ball, the Iron Bowl was as well. This guy must know nothing about college football, but he said the real rivalry game was Michigan, Michigan State. Not really. For, I guess this guy doesn't understand what a rivalry is. Uh, just because we hate each other doesn't make it a rivalry. You have to respect or want want to play this team. Like you have to be like, well, they are our equals, or they have the same importance as we do, or we have the same importance as they do in the overall narrative of college football or of the conference or whatever. Right? I Michigan State's never been that. I don't even when they were good. The what four? four to six years or whatever it was that they were good. Who cares? No one cared. No one. We don't care about you, Michigan State. We just don't. Never have. Never will. Don't give a shit if I ever see the Spartans ever again. To be quite honest, I hope we don't. I'm glad. I'm hoping when they do this whole three-pod system or whatever, when we get all these teams in from the Pac-12, I hope that when they make up the divisions that uh, Michigan and Michigan State don't play each other. I hope they're in different divisions. I hope we only have to play them two on, two off. At the least, that's fine with me. Or at the most, actually, sorry. At the most, that's what I would like to see. They're They're not a rival. They have no true rival. Ohio State doesn't care about them. We don't care about them. So, But regardless... When you have Mike Valentes of the world saying, and I think what he was really doing was giving a warning. I don't think he was trying to be a dick, to be quite honest with you. But that's how low class Michigan State is, is when you have to warn the other, the other team, the other visiting fans that you need to wear helmets because they're going to throw batteries or whatever, right? Whatever he said. Um. <laughs> Why are we playing that game? If the fan base is garbage, the team is garbage, the university is garbage, what are we doing playing this stupid team? But still, we have to play them, and that's one team that we never really take seriously, and they always end up biting us in the butt. I mean, they could be dog shit, and we don't take them seriously, and somehow they find a way to beat us. Now, granted, the last two seasons, we've really taken it to them, Boring as it may be, uh, <laughs> I like how he said we did. T- we took it to the last two seasons. Oh man, and I we lost. <laughs> that goes to show you, man. I have no respect for this awful, awful university. I don't care about them. So obviously, that's the one game I worry about because I don't know how Michigan's going to react, especially after that tunnel incident. Don't know what. Don't know if they're going to come out and let their emotions get the best of them or not. Um, Penn State always, uh, not because I like their coaching staff, because I think James Franklin isn't a great coach. I think he's more of a cheerleader. Maybe that's just what you have to be nowadays. Um, I think he was great for Vanderbilt, right? I think he's probably a really good recruiter, but I think when it comes down to game time, I don't think he makes the right decisions to get them to the next level. I just don't. Um, how does Jim Harbaugh get in trouble well, never mind. I think it might. I don't know if that was for when he was recruiting uh, Allard or not, so I won't say it. Um, Penn State, they're talented. I mean, they just are. And then at home, I'm hoping. I think it's a noon game, so I'm not really worried about the wideout. 
But even then, I think I did one episode once where I actually looked at the the win-loss record of Penn State during the whiteout. And I don't know if it's much better, to be quite honest. I think it's really cool to look at, but I don't think it's so dominating. They're like, oh, my God, the whiteout. Now, old Michigan got intimidated by that. I don't think new Michigan is. Um, but they're still talented regardless, so that'll be one hell of a game. That would be probably one of the best games of the season, I would hope. Well, actually, I hope not. I hope we blow them out like we did last season. Um, Maryland, I don't know what Maryland is. The only reason why I even have Maryland on this list is just because Josh Gaddis is there. So he knows some of the ins and outs of what Michigan does offensively. <sighs> but that's really about it, man. And then we're... I mean, he ran the offense. I don't know if it's the same look offense that he's going to remember. He knows some of the defense, but does he really? Because it's uh, Jesse Mentor now instead of, you know, um, Mike. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, that's the only reason why I put Maryland on there. They're annoying as a team. Like, they play up to their level of competition for a certain amount of time. There's, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm really worried about Maryland. I don't know. I'm real. I look at I look at the schedule. I don't know if I should be worried about any team really. If Michigan comes to play with the level of talent that they have, we should blow out every effing team on that schedule up until we play Ohio, and then it'll be a dogfight. And even then, <laughs> I think we do things that Ohio can't stop. I just, that's, I worry, that's it. That's the only team I really worry about. Penn State's good, but they're not great. They've got very good running backs, but they're not great. Their their running backs are maybe the third best in the conference. Michigan's pair of running backs is better. Ohio State's running backs are better. And then Penn State. So, and their quarterback, what has he proven? He's unproven to this point. We don't know what he's going to do. Same with Ohio State. So now we got to worry about, because I'll be honest, when he got in for Numb nuts when we hurt the old man last year. What did he do? He didn't do anything really against us. I, I don't know if I need to worry about Penn State. I don't know. I say these things sometimes because I think it's what we need to hear so we don't get overconfident. But be honest, man. If Michigan shows up, none of these teams hold a fucking candle to the talent we have. We legit could have 15 to 18 players drafted in the NFL next season. Off this team. 15-18 legit without having to stretch anything. 15-18. You can't say that about Penn State. You definitely can't say that about Michigan State. Ohio is the only other team you can really say that about. Maybe. And I don't even know if then. They've got a lot of great players, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to talk shit, but, you know. So, I don't know. That whole that whole segment could be wiped. I don't know. I'm not even confident in that anymore. I, I just, I want to, this is the maniac in me. I don't think any of these teams hold a candle to us if we come to play. If we don't come to play, we'll lose every fucking game. I don't know. I've seen Michigan put their head up their ass and not play well. I've seen it. Every fucking bowl game, I've seen us, especially last season, I saw us do that. I see us put our head up our butts constantly. So, yes, is that the – I guess I'm not worried about these teams as I'm worried about what Michigan's going to do. That, I guess, is where ultimately after this long rambling baloney is what I'm really worried about. So, anyways, to get off of this, let's get to uh, – it's not really a sponsor, but it's a shout-out is what I would like to say. I want to shout-out um, this new this – new, uh, I don't know, organization, I wouldn't even say that, show, grouping, it's um, 
It's Big Ten focused media. It's called Big Banter Sports. What I really love about this is if I had the same idea a long time ago, I just didn't know if it would ever happen, was all 14 teams of the Big Ten are included under this banner. So it's kind of like Barstool, but for the Big Ten, right? I mean, you've got pods, you've got all social media, you've got, if you're a fan of any one of the 14 teams in the Big Ten, you can find it with Big Banter Sports, all right? It, I'm excited about this. They asked me to be a part of it and uh, because I couldn't remember my, my uh, password, I missed out on a great opportunity. I really want to push these guys forward because I'm very excited about that. In, in any way I can help them, I would love to do it. So, guys, please go out and support Big Banter Sports on all social media, okay? This really, I hope, is top-tier Big Ten sports stuff. Like, I've already seen some things, and actually, it'll help all Big Ten fans. Of what, if you're a Michigan fan and you want to know some inside stuff without really having to support, you can just check out their Twitter because there's a lot of, uh, you know, because who wants to really sit through if you're a Michigan fan? Because what shocks me is I'm, I'm shocked that Michigan State fans or Ohio State fans even listen to me. Um, but I will check out a Twitter feed. You know, and get kind of an idea of what's going on with Ohio. Because if I'm putting together a podcast, I want to have the most informative podcast possible. And now I have a great resource for that. And that is Big Banter Sports. Big time fan. Um, I'm hoping this thing really blows up. So, guys, check them out. And then, um, once again, all social media, go look for Big Banter Sports. Or Big Ten Banter Sports. B-I-G, the B-1-G, all right? The B-1-G Banter Sports, that's what you're looking for. It's a good time. Go for it uh, and enjoy. Also, I want to finish off with the top five annoying coaches this season. And they're already the top five in my head from last season, but I can guarantee you they're going to do something stupid that will make them the top five. Um, number five, Tom Allen. You know he is always going to say... First of all, he looks weird. He looks way too intense. He looks like the he looks like a child predator if he didn't know how to be one. You know what I mean? Like he looks like the worst child predator. Uh, now, no offense to him. I know he's not. This is obviously jokes. Okay, this is joking. Please don't take this seriously. Um, he just oh, he's all such a weird looking dude, and he had one good season. And this the the thing that gets me is the one thing that'll put all that you will know will make my top five as an annoying coach is one one thing that no, actually there's two you have to have a slogan that's annoying and you have to be able to put that slogan somehow on their helmet those are the two criteria to make sure that you are a top five annoying coach of all time in the Big Ten and the Big Ten is just I mean. They love it. They love a good slogan, and they love a good helmet, uh, good helmet advertisement for their slogan. Tom Allen, Elio, love everyone. Seriously, love everyone. I mean, okay, we're all brothers. I get it. Love everyone. Dorky, over. I hate when. Ugh, so gross. Um. Then three. Oh, so he's number five. Number four for me would be Brett Bielema. I mean, the dude put family on on their helmet and then spelled it F-A-M-I-L-L-Y because the I-L-L is in bold for Illinois. Oh, amazing. How did you ever think that up? Oh, man. Then he goes on Big Ten Media Days and then blasts culture, says that he doesn't like the word culture. 
Well, what do you think a family atmosphere is, you stupid idiot? It's a culture. <laughs> it's I don't know. That's why he he is such a like he looks like he constantly has the chilly sweats. He he is so annoying. You know, he's obviously the first one to complain about if you go into name school here, their refs, it's like playing another player or whatever. Just stupid. So he annoys me, and I'm sure he'll say something stupid. He's way too confident. I think, I mean, I for his team, I mean, he's in the West, so I guess I guess you should be overconfident. I don't know. Jim uh, Jim Leonard I was a solid hire. I'll give him that. Um, so they'll find some way for him to cheat to be able to give them help on the defensive end. Um, number three, I'm going to go with Ryan Day. Only because he doesn't really put the slogans. He doesn't really believe in slogans. But as a, as an Ohio coach, you should always make this list. Plus, he's always talking about changing the venue. Maybe it's okay to change the day in which we play the game. He doesn't take the rivalry seriously, even though he says he does. And that annoys me. He is annoying for that fact. Okay, I'm glad he's their head coach because he makes it easy for us to beat them, but he's just annoying. Just he just annoys me. When I see his rat face, it just really annoys me. And then he says stupid shit like we should move the game or we'll hang a hundred on you. All that kind of ridiculousness. Um so Ryan Day gets number three. Number two, and now this was a fight for me. Who could be number two? Who could be number one? Uh number two is Mel Tucker. I mean, he is so dull. I, I watched him on that Big Ten media day stuff. He is dull. He looks like a first-generation AI that's gone wrong. Like, I just, I mean, nothing he says. It sounds like they're all buzzwords. Everything that he does is, all oh, the defense, we're stronger than ever. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know, he just says things. That I just Then he's got the logo. And he's got the he's got the slogan, and he's got that on the helmet with chop. Keep chopping that wood, chop, chop, chop. Uh, I mean, he suffers from flop sweat constantly every game. I mean, the sooner that he gets fired, the better. I mean, I I mean he he's got all the like. You know what it is? If he's as he's like an alien that has come down and thought, okay, what is an alpha male supposed to look like and act like that's what it is. He's like an alien that doesn't truly understand what an alpha male is. So he's like, well, I got to act aggressive. I got to have cool cars and big dogs. And then I've got to have a, an aggressive slogan, like chop wood. And I got to smoke cigars, which is big, like cool cars and smoking cigarettes. I'm smoking cigars are two of my favorite things. I love those things. I'm not really a car. I mean, I love cars, but you know, I mean, I, you know, a cool Aston Martin, I'll never turn that one down. That's freaking awesome. But you know, cool cars and cigars are very cool, but he ruins it. He ruins it. He, then he chops wood and he, I don't know. So annoying. So he annoys the ever beloved Jesus out of me, and then he's like, "Well, we gotta be uber male, and we gotta be tough, and then we gotta fight for our own." And then that, then he, then he recruits idiots who go and then fight people in tunnels, and that's just not one on one fighting; it's eight on two. You know what I mean? Ten on one, whatever. Just what he's the definition of what an alien thinks an uber male or alpha male is. And then the number one, one hundred percent. 
uh, annoying coach to me of all time in the Big Ten is P.J. Fleck, the Colt leader. My little brother sent me something on a few uh, Minnesota football players or past football players that come out on P.J. Fleck and talk about how crazy he is. And cult leader is one of the things they used <laughs> to describe P.J. Fleck. If you did well in practice, he would let you uh, test negative on on some drug tests, you know, things like that. You know, little bonuses, you know, take care of the team, we'll take care of you. You know, cult leader uh, stuff just in general. I mean, I got to find that that article and I'll post it on one of my social media accounts. I think it's funny. I mean... Number one guy with the most annoying, row the boat. He mixes that into every freaking halftime conversation. When they pull the coach over to talk to to them, you know, as they're on their way to the locker room, guaranteed P.J. Fleck will mention row the boat somehow, some way into that conversation. Um, just all-time annoying. I, I don't see these top five changing. I see them maybe jostling for position, but overall... That's it. Um, okay, guys. Uh, great episode as always. Um, once once a week until game starts. Then after that, at least two going into three maybe. Um, once again, guys, check out Big Banter Sports on all social media, okay? Uh, and, guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, go blue.